I'm Stephen Gregory Smith. And I'm Matt Connor. We are going back to the hive for season five of The Connor and Smith Show! Wow, we just watched uh, the first night of uh, January 6th hearing. That was kind of intense. Yep. Um, and yeah, I politically don't really care where you are. That was a very disturbing day, and a lot of people were killed and hurt. and rough times um but it's it's very important uh that we as americans watch this and understand what happened um and on that downer note we're going to start this episode we're talking to sorry we're talking to kevin quillinan yay applause track q man um we're going to take a quick break and we will be right back Hello. Hello. Q-Man. Hey, how you doing, man? I'm good. Uh, We're just going to talk for a minute. Yeah, we, we have an interesting situation where Matt has directed this production of Into the Woods, and they're, they're dealing with a little bit of COVID. Oh, no. And uh, so he's currently just wrapping up a phone call. So here's me and Ryan just What's going on, chilling. Kevin? Hey Ryan, how you doing? Good man, good to hear from you. Good hearing you too. Um, are you still part of the Kiss Army? <laughs> you know, it's it's weird. Like lately, um, as I scroll like Twitter and stuff like that, I've been following like these different like fan groups that like th- sh- you know throw up like old Kiss photos and stuff. And I'm like, I guess I'm just like that that old guy now. Um, <laughs> But like it's still fascinating. They're they they're interesting to me. But I remember you wearing the makeup. Yeah, me and Dan O'Brien did for a Halloween one year. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Did y'all already introduce me? No, no we, we didn't. We'll, we'll go back and do that. Yeah. Right now. Yeah, we'll we'll act like we have we started yet. We're about to right now. Okay. All right. So, hey, Kevin. Hey. <laughs> How are you, buddy? <laughs> good. How you doing? Good, good. I'm sitting here with my co-host and husband, Matt Connor. Hey, 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 hey. Uh. Hey, Matt. How you doing? It sounds like I've been better. (laughs) And our producer, Ryan Dean Halbrook. Mr. Quillen. Ryan. Good to hear from you, man. Good hearing you too, man. Now, didn't everyone call you like Q-Man or something? Yeah, they yeah yeah they called they called me Q Man, um, which these days uh, it comes off a lot worse, I would think. Yeah. Um, <laughs> or, or, it's you, isn't it? Well, it's me, man. No, we found Q. <laughs> I don't know though, but like a a book called The Real Q. You know, and, and yeah. everyone would buy it, but then they would, they would open would, it up. I would think it's a Star Trek: The Next Generation book. Uh, oh, your, your your nerd just showed. Yeah, Q in Star Trek. See, I can get I can get all sides of the uh, cultums. Um, yeah, I can get the Star Trekies. I can get the uh, the QAnons. <laughs> yes. Hey, where are you? Um, I'm in Vero Beach, Florida. So if if I'm looking at Florida right now, is that on the right or the left? Um, I'm on the right. I'm, so I'm like, like Fort Lauderdale side. Yeah, I'm like a, I'm about an hour and a half north of Fort Lauderdale, and about an hour south of Cape Canaveral. 
what? Viral? Vero. 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 I was like, are you? Do you feel viral? No, V E R O. Remember where Danielle Vitro was from? <laughs> she was. She and Eric Paris both yeah. actually came from here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, ding, which ding, is ding. funny. There was a famous hurricane in the like 80s or 90s that landed at Vero Beach. Yeah, I think it was Andrew. Yeah. I think. Um, yeah, some of the locals here still talk about. Yeah, I think it was like a, a a couple in a row. There was one year or two in like the early two thousands. Hugo, um, yeah. Um, Do they call yeah. Andrew Andy? They're like, yeah, I remember Andy. <laughs> probably some of the old salty guys would probably yeah refer yeah. to it like that. Um, yeah, I've been I've been down here um, about Christ, like uh, since two thousand six. So. What's that? Sixteen years now? Jesus Christ! Um, yeah, um, and uh, I, I work at a Vero, at a Riverside Theater, um, the biggest so. professional theater in Florida. I'm sure. I guess so. Yeah. Um, the um, the for I'm a while. The website. I'm quoting the website. Oh, okay. No. The, if that's what it says on our website, then yes, that's absolutely correct. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> um, yeah. No. I mean. Um, yeah, and I, uh, it's I don't know. There's all sorts of different like metrics and stuff they use a lot of times. But I know some sometimes I've seen it as like the biggest on the Treasure Coast or the biggest. Um, I mean, there are some in um, I'm sure Tampa or whatever that might be bigger. But like, but we are not like a bus and truck company. Like we everything we do we create here. So I think that that's the difference. We're like our own producing theater, which is cool. Right, right, right. We love. Uh, producing theaters is something up right now yeah um uh, on the main stage they are finishing up um almost heaven which is a uh, john denver review um and it, it's actually really cool but it's the first um it's the first full run that we will knock on wood because they still have the weekend to get through um of a show since uh 2020 because um, you know, we were shut down for most of the time until we tried to open up in January with Carousel, uh, ran one week, and then it just proved to be too difficult with um, all the, the, the COVID testing and, you know, people in the pit getting it and, you know, just no backups. And so the rest of the season was um, canceled until now, until almost heaven. And we just kind of like crossed our fingers and hoped that it would happen and so far so good so far so good it has um is there a plane in the john denver (laughs) yeah i keep i keep cracking jokes about that too like you know um like just like yeah you know who who would think that anything could go wrong with you know a show like this um and um we had an air show here a couple weeks ago and I was trying to suggest, you know, we should try and do some promotion, but um, we should market. We should do some marketing there. <laughs> yeah. Um, but um, yeah. And then myself, um, you know, cause I, I run the theater, the uh, education program here. So, um, you know, I'm gearing up actually Matt for um, into the woods this summer. Um, you are, we are, we're actually doing double duty. We're doing in June with our older kids, our age 13 and up, um, we're doing the full length into the woods. And then in July, we're doing into the woods junior, uh, but we're doing it all on our main stage. Uh, so we're like utilizing the same sets, costumes, all of that stuff, you know, trying to, you know, kill two birds with one stone, so to speak. And, 
Um, so, uh, yeah, so we're really looking forward to that. But, you know, I'd love to pick your brain sometimes about sometime about Into the Woods. I'd yeah, love to see the one you've done. Yeah, we're in the thick of it. And I kind of made some, um, I don't know if I would say bold, but I made some different choices in the storytelling uh, that did not um, complicate this, the script or the score. But just, you know, it's, it's a very uh, complex, layered thing. Nice. And it, it was done in a uh, 90, 90 seat black box. So we had to really be inventive with Ooh, that's cool. know, just, you know, things. So, um, but yeah, it's been, been interesting. Well, I will speak on your behalf because I'm not <laughs> impartial at all. He did things with it, Kevin, that I've never seen done with Into the Woods. And I've done the show several times and it was by far the, and I've seen it, you know, umpty bump million times, but sure. It's it's the coolest uh, interpretation I've ever seen. Things that that uh, just the storytelling and the way that he blocked it and um, it it yeah. It, it almost feels like a Shakespearean troupe doing the show. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. Uh, in a way, because there was I mean, there's no there's no smoke and mirrors in the space, so. Um, we had to throw away out all of the original ideas of, you know, a, a trap door or. You know, oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway. Um, well, yeah. If you have any questions about anything, I'm not an expert, but I definitely have asked myself many questions like, why am I doing this? Yeah. <laughs> who, who chose into the woods? Right. Did you did you uh, uh, chose choose it after Sondheim passed or was it already in the works? It was chosen before COVID. Oh, wow. Okay. And so this kind of was, a you know, sort of like we got to get back to the woods. We got to get back to the woods. <laughs> and I'm I'm still not sure right now if it's, it's if it was the smartest decision. Uh, we are right now dealing with a, uh, a COVID situation that we're not sure if we're going to be able to finish the weekend. Uh-huh. Um, oh geez. Uh so because we're following equity protocol. So there sure. is there is some things that you're like, oh gosh, all, all this work for nothing. So anyway. Yeah, yeah. No, I hear that. Um yeah, I'm look I'm I'm already starting to like retrain my brain into thinking about that stuff going into the summer. I mean, we on the education side, we were luckily still able to produce a lot of different shows all throughout covid um safely we did some distancing we did some weird rehearsals and things like that to keep people apart um and we kept everybody masked into the woods will be our first show actually that we do that's not that the kids aren't wearing masks for so um that's going to be interesting it's gonna be cool but i'm already gearing myself up towards okay you know Things may happen. We may need to change things around. We've only come close a couple of times on my end of things where, you know, somebody like last summer we were doing puffs and somebody got exposed and came down with it. But fortunately, they had not been around us or around the kids and we were all masked. And so we were able to still go on. But, yeah, it's weird. We did double some of the roles. Yeah, I do. I'm doing that, too. I have a few of them or actually all of the leads are have understudies and. All of that sort of stuff too. To we uh, we took I don't remember the name of the company that, that did it first. Uh, Lisa, Is it the useful? No, no. I think it begins with an F. Oh, I know. I think I know what you're talking. Um, but the steward is also Jack, and the stepmother is also Jack's mom. Oh, cool. So we, was, we 
we did reduce the cast to 13. Oh, okay. Okay, cool. Was that, that was like the uh, frenetic company or something like that. Yeah. Something um, like that. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. I, I did. Um, I, I did the full length into the woods like literally like 20 years ago. Um, and then um, we've done the junior a couple of times here uh, over the years. But um, so I'm, I'm interesting to interested to just delve back into it again, because it's just one of those shows where it's just so rich. There's so much to it. You know, I, I see things so much differently now than I did, you know, 20 years ago or whenever I first, or even 30 years ago when I first, you know, was getting into it and all that sort of stuff. Um, so, uh, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing like, what new discoveries there are and all that stuff. Well, I'll tell you just as an audience member, and not that this is the Into the Woods podcast. It's, it's turning into. Yeah, it is. But, I'm so sorry. But um, things hit differently post-COVID in surprisingly powerful, think, yeah. powerful ways that like tears jumped out of my eyeballs at one point. Like, like during um, just, you know, second act, man, it's just like, woof. Oh, yeah. But but the also, uh, but I, no more like the Baker's no more lands differently now, you know, and if you've lost mm -hmm. a parent since the last well, time you've done it, yeah, which, yeah. you know, I have. I have. Yeah. And it's just it's it's freaking brutal. <laughs> and not just the post COVID, but post Trump's presidency. Mm -hmm. as well. There's a lot of different. Well, I mean, that's that's the thing that's great about the show. I mean, anytime it's been produced in like, you know, Broadway productions, um, it's always been followed around by, you know, first time it came around was, Oh, this must be about the AIDS crisis. Right. And uh, the, the revival came out. Oh, this is about nine 11. Um, and now, yeah, definitely. You know, you could see the parallel, you know, any sort of big tragedy where a community has to come together. Um, and yeah, I did. Um, I was doing callbacks for the show uh, the day after my mother passed away a couple weeks back and I was doing the callbacks and I was just, and I was doing the scene with little red and Cinderella talking about, you know, yeah. And in act two. And I was just like, Oh Jesus Christ, this might not be a good choice to be doing right now, <laughs> you know? but like, or the best choice to be doing right now. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to those sort of little, you know, discoveries to be made. So when you are, uh, a part of the education arm of the theater. Mm -hmm. What does that really entail um, for you? Um, mostly, um, I mean, I'm mostly running um, all things theater education and uh, meaning like choosing our productions, choosing um, our classes, um, all of those sort of things. Um, Pre-COVID, we had an apprentice program that would tour to schools and I would, I, you know, be running all of that sort of stuff. Um, now we're not using apprentices right now um, because, um, you know, just getting into the schools and the protocols, all the schools here all have, you know, it's the wild, wild you know, I don't have to say it's Florida, you know, so every school has their own different um, policies and stuff like that. So we're trying to do a lot more stuff in-house now. Um, so, um, and being mindful of money and being mindful of things like that, um, is, has been really focusing it into production based, um, classes slash shows. And so as part of our, our, we started this last summer, we're offering, it's kind of like an academy, um, where we would do, for instance, when we did the show puffs, we would do rehearse it in the afternoon, but then in the mornings we would have 
uh, dance technique classes. We would have music, you know, vocal classes, things that had absolutely nothing to do with the show specifically, um, but just technique working in as part of the rehearsal process. Um, we even did a Zoom call with the creators of Puff and some of the, like the writer and some of the original actors and all that sort of stuff too. Um, so we're looking forward to doing more of that sort of thing, you know, this summer as well and doing some technique classes. So kind of bundling it all in, you know, at the same time as doing a show, not keeping everything separated as you have your after school classes, then you have your shows and all that sort of stuff. But like kind of putting it under one umbrella. Um, what is working out. Puffs Puffs is so good. It's such a great show. It's it's basically um it's basically Rosencrantz and Guildenstern for the Harry Potter universe. Um, so it's um it, it takes place in the, the house of Hufflepuff and oh. um and it goes through all seven years, but from their perspective. Um and it it's also um it's also kind of a mix of um like in staging, it's it's somewhat like um, like a complete works um, abridged uh, William Shakespeare abridged sort of thing, where you know most of the actors are playing like seven different characters, nine different characters in the show. Um, you know, uh, Ron Weasley is represented by a broom. You know, like some of the Harry Potter people do show up um, to skirt around some of the you know copyright issues. You know, everything is very carefully worded. You know, that's why they're called the Puffs. You know, um, they talk about Harry Potter, but like they're very careful in how things are used, how things are represented. Um, but it's really, really funny. It's very funny, but it's also very touching as well. Um, and like our the students just loved it. We did it with the older kids last year and they like absolutely like loved it. And, you know, most of them. Most of them really were steeped in the Harry Potter stuff, but even those who weren't still enjoyed it and still got a lot out of it. So it was a lot of fun. It was really great. Puffs. Yeah. I know. I, that totally destroys my idea of a dragon <laughs> named Puff. But you are, I, you're about <laughs> the, the character Harry Potter from the movie Troll, right? Exactly. Yeah. Right, uh, Harry, okay. Harry Hotter. Um, Harry Hotter. <laughs> yes. No, there was literally a, a character, the kid in. Uh, and Troll was named Harry Potter before. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, totally. Um, all right, let's let's get a bit back. Oh, God, I can't, I can't talk. Blech. Let's get back to uh, young Kevin. Kevin, Ooh. when you were a youngster... Where were you growing up? Um, well, I, I was a Navy brat. So um, the first few years, we kind of bounced around wherever. Um, I have three other siblings, and all four of us were born in different states. Um, and... Um, but then, uh, my dad retired and for a while we lived in Connecticut and then mostly though, New Jersey. So I kind of self-identify as New Jersey. Um, I, I never and, thought of you as a brat. Oh, well, that's kind of you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so really Jersey that's you, you spent the, your formative years there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and that's where, you know, I went to most of grade school, high school, um, I still have family there. My brother still lives there. So, like, we all still kind of, you know. Like, what part? Vibe. Um, the, the Morristown area. So, like, kind of central Jersey, but getting closer to um, the northeast. Okay. Like, I went I went to school. I, I went to um, um, school in West Orange, New Jersey, and had, like, a perfect view of the city and the World Trade Center. It was only, like, 
you know, 40 minutes outside of the city. Um, so, you know, fairly northern. Did you get to like in high school, like adventures in babysitting, go into the city? You know, that's one of my things where I look back. I'm like, why was I so like stupid and not doing that? You know, like, <laughs> like, because like I would, I would take the train into this, into school um, because we live far, far away from the school. So the busing wasn't a thing. So, you know, I had like a monthly pass and on the train line I would take, you know, if you fell asleep or, you know, if you wanted to skip school, if you just stayed on that train line, it would end, it would take you to the World Trade Center, you know, and it's just like, and I look back, I'm like, why didn't I do that more? Why was I so responsible? So <laughs> stupid, you know, like, none of it meant anything. If I got in trouble, who cares? You know, like that sort of thing. Um, but like, but there would be times that I would go into the city, but like, properly not skipping school or <laughs> <laughs> anything like that um, but i was a good little boy i know i know but I, I did take classes there was a class i took where they would part of the thing was it was like an ap english seminar um, thing hoity-toity um and um but they would do trips into the city because the teacher of the class he lived in the village um and he would commute in every morning so we would go and see things and one of the like the best things that that ever did um our first trip into the city he took us to see this brand new movie that had just come out. It was only playing in New York and LA. He saw it at the premiere the week before. It was Pulp Fiction. And none of us knew anything about it. None of us had, you know, it's not the media culture the way it is now. Um, and it had not opened wide yet. And it Pulp just, Fiction? Pulp Fiction. It just blew our minds. Wow. Like, you That's know, high school seniors. Ever. You, right? Right? Um, and so it was like things like that, or we would go in, I, I took a theater class in high school and we would go in and see like Les Mis and Tommy and things like that. Um, so, you know, we still got our culture and I got my New York trips, but I look back and I'm like, yeah, I wish I had done that more. <laughs> you know, that's like a regret, you know, I wish I could have taken more advantage of being like, you know, an hour away from the city, but. Was that ah. theater class where you first kind of realized you wanted to do this? Yeah, I, I was a real late bloomer. Um, but it's like there's like weird little like hatch marks along the way of things. Um, like in fifth grade, we had to cover um, in our, you know, I went to like a little Catholic school and we had to cover a musical, um, pick a musical, any musical. And I remember my dad had this the big album collection. And there was one I always remembered seeing Jesus Christ Superstar. And I'm like, OK, whatever that show is, I'll do that one. And then just like loved it. I did a performance in class, like a lip sync performance where I dressed as the priest that this Jesus must die. And, you know, I wish I, I wish there was I'm glad there's not tape of it, but I would love to see this little, you know, fifth grader in Catholic school miming to this Jesus must die. You were lip syncing for your life. Right. Um, and then um, and then um, in when I went to high school and we didn't have anything like I, I wish I had a program around me like I like I do now. Um, then in high school, my brother's graduated ahead of me and they always would stage manage the shows um and the director was a very cool very laid-back guy and so in eighth grade my um second to oldest brother was graduating he was a senior so he's like why don't you come shadow me during the the musical this year and then mr nalia will the teacher will you know you could be the stage manager next year when you're a freshman and i'm like okay cool whatever great and then i just that was the bug i just loved it and then that next year for freshman year, he announced, okay, the musical is going to be Jesus Christ Superstar. Yeah. And I was like, I know that show. So I said to him, I said, hey, can I stage manage and be in the show? 
And he was like, sure, great, whatever. Now, I never sang at home. I never did anything like that. So I didn't really know I had a voice, but I guess I did. I was one of only two freshmen who became apostles that year. Yes, thank you. I'll hold for applause. Yes. Um, yeah. and, uh, and, and I said, I'm like, but I also stage manage and all that. And he's like, great. Then the next year, um, he announced the musical was going to be West Side Story. And I said to him, I said, hey, can I, can I be in the show and also stage manage? And he just, he's like, Kevin, he's like, just shut up. Just keep doing the shows. He's like, you're good. Just keep doing the shows. And so from there I did. And so, yeah, this, so then I just kind of jumped into things very late, very late bloomer and very, very green. So it's surprising, you know, that I, you know, ended up at Shenandoah really. Well, how did you, what, how did you find the school? It was your school? first choice, right? Um, it ended up, it ended up being, yeah. Um, I mean, I, um, I mean, like, I, you know, I've been listening, I love, I love this show, by the way, I've been listening to all these, and it's great hearing from everybody and hearing everyone's stories. Um, and Thank like you. most, like most everybody, it's like, you know, I got the little brochure, you know, I think I got one of those like Princeton, uh, Princeton guides to colleges sort of things. And you could look through it, all the majors and, this you is know, the Princeton my, review. That's it. That's yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. I remember that. That's it. That's exactly how That's, I saw it yeah. too. Yeah. And um, you know, I didn't I didn't want to go anywhere in the city because I mean, I just wasn't ready for that. I just didn't want to live in the city. And my mom very astutely was like, Well, if you're living that close to home, dad's not gonna want let you like stay at the school. And she's like, You need to get out of here, <laughs> you know. Um, and I was like, Yeah, I agree. So um so she was, you know, my coach and helped me like find all these different schools and, you know, um, had no background in arts or anything, but she just had a very level head. And so um, the schools I narrowed down to was like Ithaca, Emerson, um, SUNY Binghamton and um, and Shenandoah. And, you know, much like all the rest, you know, or some of the other stories on this, you know, when we went down to Shenandoah, it just felt right. You yeah. know, it, it did. It just was like one of those things of like, this place is beautiful. Something really feels like me. It feels more my speed. Um, Cause we looked at like JMU and some of those on that same trip. <clears throat> and I mean, I ended up auditioning for, um, I got into Emerson. I got into Ithaca, uh, but not the musical theater program. <laughs> Ithaca. Um, and, <laughs> um, and, um, um, and, and, you know, and, you know, everywhere really, but Shenandoah gave me money too. So, you know, it became like very much a no brainer at a certain point. But I, I remember going to Emerson and on their tour, sitting in like some theater class there. And, um, you know, the woman was one of these, you know, old theater teacher types who would get up and be like, kind of, kind of like a Lindy Herman, only like a dark Lindy Herman. Cause she was like, you know, the first two years of class, you know, we don't even touch any scripts. You won't touch any dialogue. But there are so many times where the classes I touch so deep into their souls that the entire class ends up crying at the end of class. And it's beautiful. And my mom walked out of there and she's like, I don't want this nut job playing, you know, therapist with you, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and I was like, you're right, <laughs> you know, like, um, and, uh, you know, and. And, and again, I just wasn't script. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's all like pretentious type of stuff. I'm um, obsessed with the image of dark Lindy Herman. Like, it's it's right? like Lindy in the upside down or something. You know. <laughs> what and well and then by by um, extension, if there's a dark Lindy Herman, 
The Dark Hal Herman. Ooh. Oh, God. Oh. Or did we have the dark? Did we have the dark? And they're vampires. <laughs> I would love we, that. I think we may have had the dark Hal. I don't know. <laughs> we may. They, they cross streams. Um, I think but, we um, had more of the, the meh Hal. <laughs> yeah, we kind of did. We kind of did. Um, well, I mean, that's the, that's the other thing, too. Like I was kind of saying to you earlier today, where it's like, listening to all these kind of puts everything in perspective more so than I ever have before for me, where it's like, you know, really appreciating that we were at like such a weird pivotal spot in Shenandoah history um, in that we, we had the training of all those old school types. Um, but then we also did have a tiny bit of the new building, you know um, you had a little bit more Steven, but like, you know, we had, kind of a little bit of a foot in both worlds between like what Shenandoah used to be and then what Shenandoah was becoming. And like, you know, now I know it's like totally two of my last apprentices I had uh, were from Shenandoah. They were graduates of the 2020 class. So that's awesome. Yeah. But it was just like two different, totally different worlds. Like all our stories were like completely different schools, but it was like really cool to hear. It's interesting that you say that about it being a pivotal time in the, university um and and monica um Mulring said it the best where she said like our generation had 20 years without tech and then 20 with it's true yeah and and we're somewhat somehow just right there in the middle of all that like we didn't have the cell phones oh well, thank god thank we, god yeah but we did have email you know what i mean like right when we used it when we went to the computer lab you know? computer lab pull out their phone and take a picture of the oh god oh yeah. man yeah no yeah no exactly yeah yeah i appreciate being in kind of both realms and um and definitely glad that we didn't have all that type of tech and all that back then no um, i just had my video camera that i carried with me everywhere right <laughs> yeah oh god with, so with all your compromise on it all, all the compromats. Um, <laughs> so your freshman year, do you like? Did you feel like, you know, you said you came and you visited, and it just kind of felt like you, you, you know, it was your kind of place. But like, did your fr freshman year live up to what you thought it was going to be? Uh that's a good question. Um, I mean, yes, because I had I had no frame of reference. You know, I just had, you know, because like even like the theater program in high school. Um, it was great. And, and I loved my experiences there, but like our theater class was more of like a kind of a hangout class. It wasn't like a real, like curriculum based kind of class. And, um, so I didn't really have a lot of experience, um, at all. And so, you know, yeah, I think that like Shenandoah was like weirdly laid back enough that it worked with me. Um, um, because I just, you know, okay, I guess this is just what theater class is. Like now looking back on it, of course, you know, I look back and do all the, oh, I wish we could have done this or why didn't we do this? Or, why didn't we learn this and that sort of stuff. But, you know, with my frame of reference back then, it it worked for me. I, th I think anything more, quote unquote, like real or strict um, um, probably would have scared the hell out of me more so. What were some of the like, okay, so you're at SU, um, what, what were some of the shows that you were uh, a part of? Well, um, and maybe it's too late in the podcast to mention this. You may not want to do this interview. I was not a part of Pippin. I do have to admit. Oh, 
I was oh. not cast in that fucking show. So um, it, it I don't know if you guys want me talked about show. I'm, I'm not. I'm not sure if I'm allowed to be on this podcast anymore. Um, but, uh, <laughs> um, no, actually, actually, like, um, probably the, the shows that meant the most or that was maybe the most fun or mo were, were my senior year um, doing. Well, I mean, Superstar, again, like, weirdly, Superstar kept following me around and then, you know, you know, doing it you know nice. freshman year and then doing it like that was my first summer acting in you know ssmt and then they did it again you know so yeah and and that's one of the that production of superstar to go off on another tangent um i'm not sure where how ripped it off from it was amazing production like it was i really do like that production i've never seen it anywhere i've never seen like that staging done like that and i'm not sure i think it was all robin Whoa, that makes sense. That would make yeah. sense. I, and I'm like, gonna how did Hal come and, up with any of that? And how was any of that like? Absolutely not. Um, yeah. We're going to have Robin and uh, Rick um, on the podcast. So I'm going to try to get oh, that first. Oh, that makes um, sense. That makes but, sense. But yeah, she, I think she basically, I think all that Hal did was like, uh, you enter here and he shuts right, right. you down. And then everything else was kind of like, you know, it was musical staging it was yeah and i mean because i'm i will agree with you i don't think i've ever seen and i'm you know i've seen lots of great productions i'm not knocking any productions i've seen no i've I agree never i've never liked a production as much and it, it's it becomes the bar to measure all other productions against mm -hmm. no it really does i mean i i directed it here in 2010 um and with with the students like our conservatory in the summer and there were definitely things that i was cribbing from that production um, oh yeah and you know definite things in terms of even like the stuff in the beginning of um um i didn't take the con i didn't use the same concept but this, just the idea of we're pulling in actors to become performers in the show like you know not as overtly as we did in the shenandoah production but like um similar similar just like dna is there and yeah i mean i'm i'm kind of a you know I, i'm obsessed with superstar and like seen so many different versions and you know pictures of all these other productions and i've never seen anything like the one we did at you know shenandoah and um yeah it's always been like one of those things where i'm like man that was like a weird little gem um 100%. but um and and then and then yeah my, my, then my shows uh, you know senior year doing uh, how to succeed um because it was that was truly like that truly felt like the lunatics have been like put in charge of the insane asylum. Like the second it was like the lead of the show is going to be Mike Hedges. And it's like, God damn, this is going to be fun. <laughs> you know, it's like, like just all the idiots in charge, you know, and, um, and, and it, and it just kind of was and same, same with uh, sweet charity was just so much fun and being exposed to that show and just like, you know, the Fosse style and all that sort of stuff. I mean, I didn't do it. Um, but, you know, like, um, you know, I was the creepy old, uh, you know, what was the name? Harold? Harry? Um, yeah. But, yeah. Um, but like, but yeah, being being part of those shows were, you know, a lot of fun. And and Marathon 33 was just strange. But oh, fun. I remember that. Yeah. The weird dance marathon one. Um, but yeah, I those are the ones. Was that your senior year? That was senior year. Yeah, that was okay, my senior I think year. I came back and saw that. That sounds about right. I, yeah. Because I know you were floating around a lot throughout that. 
I when, I when did you leave? When when did you left? I left after State Fair SSMT the for opening. Oh, uh, okay. Which is another one that I loved. That would that was another fun one. Um, loved that show too. Loved it. Yeah, I mean, I I've I've flirted with it a few times doing it with. Um, you know, because I was teaching for a while in Massachusetts um, at a high school and flirting with doing it there because it would just work so well. But, um, you know, one of these days I might. It's, it, I remember thinking, boy, I could do this for a long time, this show, you know, mm -hmm. because it just was well, so. It's a marathon. So. It, it, not mar Marathon 33, oh, State oh, Fair. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> you know, I, I thought that it was like just so. God, we had so much fun. It delivered. We did. It delivered the, the joy to the audience. And, People and loved it. we had a good time doing it. Absolutely. Yeah, totally. We did. We really did. And, and I mean, that's why I'd, I'd love to do it with, you know, my students one of these days because, you know, I always go back to, I, I love, you know, I love trying to program shows and find shows where there's a deeper, like, you know, dramaturgical thing they can learn from it whether it's the the authors or the style show like you know i like i like doing i did it a couple years back here we did a uh, pirates of penzance uh, because you know some of that theater history stuff um is good pirates of penzance is good good Mikado, Mikado enough has been said enough has been said about Mikado. Uh, <laughs> but um i really but, you like know, pirates it's it's really great Pirates is fun. Pirates is fun. Um, and, you know, but like, that's why I would like to do like a Rodgers and Hammerstein, but things like Oklahoma, you know, Sound of Music are, are either overdone or just have like a reputation that's going to be hard to connect with kids these days where I think that State Fair is kind of a middle ground because it's not known as well. But you'd still get that Rodgers and Hammerstein experience. You still get the fun. Did you see the uh, the Oklahoma Revival? No, I did not. Um, I think yeah. you can find it online to watch. Um, it's very interesting. That's what I. That's what I heard. A, a friend of mine just saw it recently on tour. Um, he's a he's an agent, and so one of his clients was doing the tour, so he was he was up there watching it. And it, where at? Um. Well, uh, he saw it. He saw it in Rhode Island. Oh, tour, okay. But, like, just but he's an agent in the city. He goes into the city. Gotcha. I. I. Yeah. It. It. It totally revisits the show in a way that, I mean, in its original staging, um, it was kind of not in the round, but um, it was at that that gym theater. Um, oh, the uh, circle, circle in the square. That one. I, I I can't remember what the name of it, but it's I think it's where they did the Made of the Mist as well. But um, it's like there's an the audience on both sides. Yes. Yeah, I saw um what I saw um uh, Spelling Bee there, Spelling Bee and um. Rocky Horror Show, We're and both the, there. the the walls of the place it was made to look like a like a, like a gymnasium, and there were like racks of guns on the walls. Oh wow! And, and at intermission, there were tables, long tables, full of like chili and cornbread that like <laughs> everybody like from the audience ate and kind of felt like they were a part of this community. That's and, cool. And then at the end, after Judd is you know killed, and you know, Curly has blood all over his white suit. It just took a different meeting when the whole community came together and said, yeah, we didn't see nothing. Oh, that's interesting. That's cool because I, I did it in high school um, and I was Judd, of course, um, and which I was happy with. He, he has a, the best song. Um, but um, the um, and but that was always such the weird like, you know, turn 
in it where like, oh, no, everything's fine. He's dead. Nobody cares. You know, but hearing it put that way, the way you just did, makes so much more sense. So um, when you're singing Oklahoma, you're okay at the end. Oklahoma's not okay. And that's what it kind of... It's very melancholic. It's, it's, that's but it's, cool. It's really fucked up. Um, it's interesting, though. But go ahead, Ryan. You... I just wanted to go back. You said you saw Rocky Horror. When did you see Rocky Horror in New York? I, I saw Rocky Horror in... Um, I saw it December of 2001. So that was my first time oh. back in the city after... 9-11 that was the first time seeing like the i city. saw that same production did you um i think i'm trying to think i think i think wooten jason wooten was in yeah. it when i saw it i yep. think he yep. was yep. yeah i think i saw but I, I didn't meet up with him um um but like yeah i think i saw him in that um and i weird i saw him in superstar on broadway too i saw it that that weird revival um in 2000 before it was just about to close. Um, and he, I think he was playing Simon at the time. Um, but yeah, but yeah, that, that Rocky horror was great. Um, yeah. Oh, well, well Mimi, uh, what's her name? Daphne Rubin Vega. Yeah, she was in it. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, so I, was Ra- Raul Esparza. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. By the, by the time I saw it, um, some of them were out. Um, like it was, uh, Frank was, um, Oh, what's his name? Uh, Terrence Mann played Frank. Oh wow! Um, the um, uh, the night I saw it, it was Penn and Teller were the narrator. Oh, uh, that's awesome! Or the, uh, the criminologist. Um, and I'm trying to think. I think Joan. I think Joan Jett was still in it, and I think it was um, Sebastian Bach. I think might have been Riff. I, I, I met him one time. Really? I was waiting tables at the Harley Davidson Cafe and he had just done Jekyll and Hyde. Oh jeez. Yeah, and they had like a like a party afterwards. Man, rock stars can party, dude. I'm just saying. Yeah, well, like our music director down here who does who does all the shows she used to go on tours all the time and she did the tour of Superstar in like the early 2000s um and i saw it up when i was still in massachusetts i saw it in boston and i saw it two weeks after sebastian bach had been fired from it um (laughs) and he was he was supposed to be jesus and instead it was eric kunzi um and uh but i I was going to see it anyway because judas was carl anderson um of course and it was uh, it was a couple months later he died but man that guy he still was amazing like best judas ever amazing yeah he was great and um but she played um uh, the, the, our music director down here she played uh, piano for the tour and man she told me some sebastian stories where she's just like yeah he's kind of an asshole you know like and i'm like yeah he seems it you know seems and, like it. yeah but uh, um, so real quick let's go back yeah. to shenandoah are there any like specific memories that you know when you think back on shenandoah like these are the specific things that you think about Oh, there's just there's just so much. Um, Walmart chicken. Yeah, <laughs> yes, Walmart chicken. Dang. Um, well, I think of you know I got I got to give a shout out to uh, Books a Million. Um, Absolutely. You, know, you mean I, oh, you mean Books a Couple? Uh, <laughs> I I worked there along with Talon and Liz, Liz? Albert. Yep. Uh, yep. 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 Um, and um, yeah, I had some very interesting experiences there. Um, but um. Yeah, you know, of course, the sheets and all the, all of that sort of stuff. Uh, yeah, Winchester in general. Um, 
again, I hear that, you know, I know you took that little tour through there, Ryan. I hear that Winchester is just very different than. It is, but man, my memory sucks. Like, I didn't remember about the lake. I mean, how do I not remember? Oh, right, right. <laughs> um, see, the thing the thing that I, I, I loved, I'm, and I wish I took more advantage of it. Do you guys remember they had that, um, like, that $2 movie theater? Um, it was. AC, AC Delco. Yes, yes. Yeah. Um, Wait, is that where the Best Buy was? I don't know where it was. I know it was on the other side of the high, of the highway. Yeah. Um, in that little weird strip mall there. I can't um, believe I just pulled AC Delco out of I can't either. Class. That's amazing. I uh, think I saw Big Lebowski there. That would make sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I remember you I remember you Ryan talking to me about Big Lebowski on the porch of the house. Um, really? Yeah, and you were and and I was like, "Yeah, I really want to see that. I like the Cohen brothers." And you were like, man, it's amazing. Um, I still I still think about that every now and then. I'm like, he knew. He knew. What, um, what's it called? <laughs> the Big Lebowski. Is it a stripper? Oh, no. <laughs> it's great. It's dude. fun. Yeah, it's a fun film. It really is. It is. It is. Well, um, full disclaimer, I've missed this entire interview because I had to go take a phone call about our cast of COVID. Uh, so I don't even know what topics we've even we've been talking covered. about you we've we've uh, been talking exclusively very, yeah exclusively about matt connor <laughs> and why she's still dyeing the top of her hair with that box kit <laughs> why does she still act like she needs to dye her hair and just accept herself that she is moses See, there you are. You, you just jump right into the conversation. That's where we were. <laughs> yeah, he, he has a way of doing that. Well, I didn't want you to think, like, wow, <laughs> Matt doesn't really talk to me. <laughs> no, I was I was thinking I was just blowing you away with, like, all my intelligent, like, comments and that you were just speechless. Well, what's funny is I, I told the, my – it was my boss calling, and I, she said, are you busy? I said, well, we're in the middle of a podcast. She said, oh, good. I just have a few few things to talk about. <laughs> Oh, I'm so like, you're not. Okay. I'm like, wait. Okay. I just okay. told you. Okay. <laughs> uh, am I going to get fired if I hang up? Uh, so you, okay. Sorry. Going back. Let's get back yeah. on track here. So, so after Shenandoah. Yeah. What's exactly post SU for you? What's your journey to 2006 where you get to Riverside? Exactly. Exactly. Right after um, Shenandoah, I was working with Dolly Stevens at her company, the, oh. um, uh, the growing stage that was in Purcellville. Um, and that summer, um, and it was it was one of those things where it was like literally like a couple weeks before graduation. I'm like, I have no plan. I'm just gonna go back home to Jersey and bum around there, I guess. Like, for whatever reason, I wasn't I didn't want to do Shendo Summer Theater um, that year, and so I was just like, I don't know. Um, and um, and lo and behold, she called me a couple weeks before, and she was like, Hey, you know, I know you're an education major. Uh, would you want to run summer camps this summer with me? Um, teach summer camps, direct a show. So that was that summer was the first show I ever directed, which was um, uh, Godspell, um, and which is which is a nice starter show for anybody. Um, and yeah, and so then from there, and then like that next year, I stayed in Purcellville, or I, I still was living in Winchester, but I worked in Purcellville with uh, Dolly, um, and uh, through the next summer, and then. After that, I came back up to New Jersey. Again, didn't have a plan. Didn't know what I was going to do. Um, and then, um, you know, my, ever? no, yeah. And it just kind of worked out sort of, you know, um, the way it should. Um, the, I, I, I had interviewed at um, um, the high school where my, my now wife, Debbie, um, who I met 
you know, I dated throughout Shenandoah. Um, I had interviewed at her former high school for their drama position um, and in Massachusetts. And I didn't get it. They gave it to somebody else because um, this guy was older. He had um, he was you know, I didn't have my certification yet. Um, he did. Um, they hired him two weeks into the school year. Now, it wasn't even two weeks. It was like a couple days in the school year. He bailed and he didn't want to do it. So they called me back. I started late, like two weeks into the school year um, and was, you know, um, you know, directing shows, teaching theater classes, um, taught dance class. I had to teach a food class one year, uh, my first year, um, which sucked, uh, like a home ec class just to make me a full-time position. Um, but then I was able to grow the program enough so that by the time I left, I was full-time doing theater and doing like a video class, that sort of thing. Um, and then 2006, I left there to come down here because, you know, just, you know, teaching in public schools, man, public schools are tough, you know, and it was just not what I wanted to do. So it was one of those things where I just started like applying and started looking. I mean, again, that was one of those things I didn't know at all, like leaving Shenandoah. All I knew was art search. I knew how to get art search out of the uh, library at Shenandoah and look for jobs and maybe send in resumes. And I don't know what a resume is. And so my parents who are like business people, like would kind of like sort of tell me how to do like a business type of resume, you know? So like, at least like, you know, four years later, you know, six years later, whatever, when I was in Massachusetts, I had a better idea of how to find things. The internet was more of a thing then. Where um, was our resume class? I'm with you. Um, we didn't learn that. I don't believe so. I feel we, like had somebody teach me that. It was didn't like we a have dark a, alley. <laughs> didn't we have like a day in scene study where I they think were like, so. Just eh, bring in your stuff and we'll look it over. Um, yeah, yeah, I think you're right. But, um, you know, I mean, and that was, again, one of the things I was always saying. But Matt, you put it in perspective for me, like a few, one, one, one of these episodes where you're like, you know what, I would have just blown that class off too. And I'm like, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> you know, <'cause, laughs> Because I was thinking back, well, because let's be honest, you know, without naming any names, you know, who's going to teach that class? You know what I mean? Like, so it would have been somebody teaching the class who might have thrown a book down on the table and yelled at us and said, God damn it. And then like stormed out again, not naming any names. Um, but like, <laughs> and we, and so, so I'm like, okay, that's the perspective. I mean, I know they do all that sort of stuff now. Like, like, again, one of my best friends I met here, he was a teacher here. Um, but he went to Shenandoah and graduated like oh nine. Um, so he a little bit more into the new realm. Like he kind of knew who Hal was, but he had never done summer stage. So at that point, Hal wasn't doing anything within the school year. Um, but um, but like you know, even from his time, he was like, yeah, we didn't. We did a little bit of resume stuff. I think now they do like full on business classes and all that sort of stuff. Um, and but, on camera and all kinds of shit. Oh, do they really on camera? Yeah. Um, I, I'm good friends with one of um, he he was a dance teacher there for a couple of years, but now he's moved on. Uh, Jacob Brent. Um, um, I knew him through like because we always do the junior theater festival here and he's been like a, a judge and all sorts of and a teacher at the theater fest. And he he's a great guy. And he ended up getting a job at Shenandoah. He was a dance teacher for a little while. And I think he directed a couple of shows um, while he was there. But then he left about three or four years ago. Um, and, but even just hearing from him, I'm like, yeah, that's, 
not my school. <laughs> you know, that's very different, but it's, it's great. But it, but it's definitely, again, it's one of those things we're here in the school now. I'm like, I never would have gotten into that school the way the school is now. I'm like, so I feel kind of fortunate that I came in at a time when like they were going through growing pains. They kind of could take chances, you know, and again, being a, being a guy, you know, always gives you more advantages. Um, um, in the theater realm, unfortunately. Um, oh, as and, it should, Kevin, as it should. As it should. I'm just joking. Um, but, um, or, but yeah, so, so it is like definitely one of those things where it's like, okay, I was kind of in the right moment at the right time too. I mean, I remember I auditioned, I auditioned in New York um, when, uh, for Dr. Albert and, um, and I, <laughs> I sang, bring him home. Um, because again, I didn't know anything, but I love Les Mis and I'm like, I'm a tenor. I can sing that song. Um, but I had strep throat that week. I was out of school all week. Um, and then my, my brother took me on the train, went with me, you know, into the, you know, dark, scary, you know, pre Disney New York, uh, for the audition. And, um, I love and- that pre Disney New York. Yeah, it was, it was, you know, still the sketchy time, which again, I look back on, I'm like, oh man, I could have like taken part in like the fun New York. Um, I could have gotten, you know, probably killed. Um, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, but Dr. Albert was, you know, I remember, cause I even said to him, I'm like, you know, I've been sick all week. I don't know. And he, and he said something that I said to students to this day, he's like, you'd be amazed how much we can hear through sickness. We can hear through everything we can, you know, we can hear if you have a voice or not. Um, and I, and I use that all the time with students cause it's so true. You know, you, I, after a while you just can kind of tell. Um, and I liked him. He scared me a little bit, but I liked him. Um, and, um, yeah. And then from there, it just kind of went rolling from there. Um, but yeah, it's just, you know, different, different time and place, different time. Um, and I have to ask, when you got to, you know, the, the confluence of events that led you to being in your position that you are at Riverside, when you got to Riverside for the first time, did you have the similar feeling of walking onto the campus? Um, in some ways, yes. Um, like, um, because coming down here, like, I, again, I was coming out of a situation that I was really not happy with. And then... Um, and it was like literally the last day of school up north. I flew down here for an interview. The education director at the time, um, basically, as soon as I walked in, she was like, okay, just so you know, we're going to offer you the job. So this is more of a weekend to get to know the theater and get to know everything um, and and get to know the town and all that. And if you want to fit in here. And it just was, it just was like a, I mean, it was a different fit. I mean, you, you, you talk about like, you know, 180 from Massachusetts, you know, you don't have the winters, you don't, you have completely different point of view. You don't have all the lovely liberals around you. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm like the blue speck in the middle of a sea of red down here. Um, so, you know, um, a lot of differences in terms of that sort of stuff. But the weather is great, <laughs> but the weather is great. And Hey, I've done my part. Hey, I, we, we turned, uh, we turned blue for Obama twice. Um, so, you know, I did my part, oh, you know, the days. everything after that, let's not talk about anything after that. Um, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, but you know, but no, I mean, it was, it, it, and it's definitely like when I came down, the theater itself was um, a, a huge construction job was happening and they were getting like a new auditorium. They were getting like all these new offices and new. So like, the theater itself was like growing and building and, you know, and we still are. And it's just amazing, like how much you know, 
the theater has grown in the time that I've been here um, and kind of getting to be a part of all that has been very cool. And we also love that Kevin um, produced our show, Edgar yes. Allan Poe Academy. Edgar Allan Poe Academy. Um, that was a favorite. That was really a fun show. We had a lot of fun doing that one. Um, and um, yeah, I'd, I would love to do more of your stuff. Your stuff is a lot darker than some of my 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 kids might want. But oh my god, Steve! Maybe not though. Maybe not. That quickly, it was so crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Steven just sent you the whole Dropbox. Um, <laughs> what's funny is we just had a Zoom with Amy Baron Smolinski, who uh, is in charge of theater programming on the U.S. Army base in Germany. Oh, in, yeah, that's right. That's and right. what's the name of the town, hon? Stuttgart? No. Kaiser Slautern. Kaiser Slautern. It means house of bread. Okay. Um <laughs> And I have to basically get together the same kind of info of like, what are all of our kids shows names, run times, what they're whatever. So I'll send that your way. Once send I it my way, together. please. Yeah. I'm always looking for, for, for new stuff and good stuff. What um, about main stage stuff? Like uh, you said you had, there's two stages or, or you, there's two, there's the education and the, the other. Then there's the professional stage, the equity stage. Um which, you know, um, I'm not directly involved with that. Um, and that's a, like, like I have my own little fiefdom, which I kind of like, where I have a little bit of leeway in terms of shows I choose, all that sort of stuff. That's awesome. What the main stage does, you know, they have to, they have a whole different set of concerns and patrons and things like that to deal with. So their programming is a, a lot more, you know, Carousel and John Denver. and Geared and towards the, the hip replacement set. But there have been, yes, yes. But I mean, but they've done, every once in a while, though, they, there's, I, I, I'm impressed with the choices they make. Like, you know, we did Next to Normal a few years ago. Um, we did um, um, Avita with, um, uh, directed by Marsha Milgram Dodge. Um, oh, I love Marsha. Yeah, she's fun. She's fun. Um, and, you know, so, and, and that Avita is maybe like one of the best things I've seen here. Um, it was definitely one of my favorite shows they've done. Um, and so, so every once in a while they find their spaces where they can put something a little bit edgier for this crowd, for this audience anyway. Um, and so, so I like seeing that stuff too. I like when they do that, but you so, know, uh, you said you were working during COVID. Yeah. Um, I was, I, I was fortunate to be, I, I mean, the, in the whole theater, we were fortunate to, um, nobody got laid off due to COVID. Um, you know, the, um, we um we, i kept employed the whole time worked about you know 18 months or whatever from home um i kept i had my son was a toddler at the time so we took it we had him out of daycare um and so i was home with him all day and the theater was very flexible about like working around my schedule um when you know or we would do a lot of meetings on zoom and stuff of course um and you know he'd be floating around in the background and causing causing trouble um but um but we did like that first summer in 2020, we did some online stuff, um, tried to do some online shows and things like that. And they were, they were something they, you know, they filled a gap, you know? Um, but then starting in that fall, we started doing more in-person stuff again. Um, and, um, and then just kind of carried on to this day. And, you know, we did some things outside, um, which again, you know, the luxury of being where we are down here, we could do more shows outside. Um, and, 
Um, and yeah, we were able to, to, to still kind of persevere and push through and, you know, still keep kids involved, which was always the goal. Like still, so still be that place for our kids, you know, that they need and, um, that they can express themselves and, and all of that good stuff that comes along with, you know, with what we do. So oh, yeah, I'm very fortunate, very lucky yeah, for that. Great. Um, Kevin, I'm mindful of your time as we are almost at the hour mark. I just want to wrap with, I know that you're busy during the pandemic, of course, so you may not have had time to do this, but do you have any, anything that you watch lately that you could recommend streaming oh. or otherwise? Oh, do I? Um, <laughs> you know, the, uh, you know, well, the big thing now, because they, um, uh, do, do any of you guys watch uh, Better Call Saul? The, um, it's the, I watched the first season. The Breaking Bad prequel series um mm-hmm. um that's fantastic last night they they're in their middle of their uh their final season now and um last night was their like mid-season break they're gonna be like you know they're gonna have like f- five or six weeks off and they're gonna come back in july but man it was like a, a crazy episode um but that's a that's a great one i can recommend um um severance um is great on um apple um that was a weird one because I was watching and I didn't I didn't even realize. But one of my former students just like randomly popped up in one of the parts on the show. <laughs> and wow. she plays like the daughter of one of the guys on the show. And I'm like, oh, man, I'm like, I think that that was Cassidy from like 100 years ago. Oh, my God, that's crazy. Um, and um, and what I mean, a lot a lot of the standard stuff. Um, I'm, I, I just started getting into I know you guys have watched Ozark. I just um, I'm in the second season now of Ozark. Oh, it's a fun um, ride. It's a fun it ride. is. I like it. I like I it a lot. I, I love. I've always loved Jason Bateman and all that so, stuff. So this fun. So you watch Better Call Saul. You watch Breaking Bad. Yes. Yes. Watching Ozark. Do you get any similarity? That's what's always kept me from watching it. You know, and that that was sort of the same thing with me too for a while. Um, yes and no. Um, you know, I mean, there were definitely things without giving without giving anything away, but there there are definitely moments where you're watching this and you're like, okay, how much longer are they? Is this person going to keep this information from this other person? And then all of a sudden, like five minutes later, they're like, okay, I'm just going to tell you everything that's happening right now. And it's like, oh, okay, cool. We're not going to do that whole arc of like trying to hide information from each other or that sort of stuff. Um, so they, they definitely take some swerves. They definitely, you know, where it's different from, you know, breaking bad and different from that type of thing. And, um, uh, you know, I know I like it a lot. I like it a lot. And then, you know, and then a lot of the standard, um, a lot of comedy stuff, like uh, what we do in the shadows. Um, uh, what was the other, uh, righteous gemstones, um, was like fantastic this past year. So, you know, I try and keep up with a lot of that, sort of stuff just kind of turn my brain off and any books that you can recommend recently having written read <laughs> written <laughs> <laughs> well i've written so many novellas and um <laughs> no, the, the real um, cute <laughs> you know, <laughs> i mean i i've kind of you know um i guess the middle agedness of it all you know i kind of delve a lot more into you know like biographies or history type of stuff like but it's it all seems to be kind of work based. Like right now, I'm I'm plowing through a whole lot of different Sondheim stuff, because um, that's that's an angle I I love when I'm doing a show of just trying to get into, you know, just kind of further my knowledge of people and whatever, and you know, learn about the history of whoever or the, or this type of show or this type of story. And so I have a lot of different like 
biographies about Sondheim that I'm trying to read to get a little bit of like some background for, you know, for going into, into the woods. Um, oh, like hats on, hats off. What's it, what's it called? Finishing the hat. Finish. <laughs> hats on, hats off. Wax on, wax off. The Sondheim story. Um, yeah. Finishing the hat. Look, I made a hat like those, those, um, and then there's a couple other, um, but, and then there's some, yeah. So I, I, I kind of, I wish I read more for pleasure. I kind of more read for like, work oh, I get that. And that sort of, that sort of thing. Um, but I mean, it's one of those things where it's like, like for, I can, I can always, you know, being a you know, child of the eighties and a child of the boob tube, I can always turn on TV and not, not feel super guilty about it, but something about like, if I'm reading a book for pleasure, I'm always thinking about like, Oh, but I need to be doing all this work over here. Or I have like, other things that i mean that's why i never really became a gamer i i you know i did some of the video games and stuff for a while but then i always just felt like oh i'm like you know i should be i should be doing something else like more I meaningful feel the same exact way yeah and like i never got it i never got hooked into that um that i know a lot of a lot of people a lot of my friends and stuff are um but um but but again but then i can sit and like blow through like three episodes of ozark without like any compunction you know <laughs> so like yeah do you um, think that is because we were raised at a specific time in history or i think so i mean i definitely read a ton as a kid though still and like you know um and um but yeah i mean definitely definitely having access to cable tv and like that's again that's why i look like if i was growing up now and had access to all the youtube and i mean i lecture my students all the time though i'm like you know i'm like how do you not know about this show or how do you not know about this performer how do you you know you have youtube you have like literally anything you could want to find you could pretty much find on there <laughs> you know like right. you know all the things that all, all the type of things that you know we would hear about or when i was learning about theater and i would hear about these different productions and stuff well now you know you can turn a lot of it on and find like weird old bootlegs that somebody with like a giant like VA like 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 the carry bootlegs like somebody in like 1988 you know snuck into the theater a giant like you know home camera and got this recording of it but it's there you know anything you want to see you can find um so i'm definitely glad like uh, to go back to what we were talking about earlier that i'm in this era where you know i wasn't growing up in that era where i could go down like a million wormholes all the time because lord knows my attention span is bad enough as it is um I didn't need any more help in that regard. That's it's true. It's so true. Um, I, I have such focus issues anymore, and I think that's because we're just so overstimulated by mm -hmm. it. You know, there's so much to watch. There's so much to see and read and do. And I love long movies, so that's why like TV is just the extension of that. So I can, you know, I don't know. There's something about long form narrative that really gets me. Yeah, I, I have long form narrative in my head. <laughs> <laughs> so putting another long form narrative on top of that is sort of like I I I I I. <laughs> See, I use the, I use the long form narrative to block out all the other all the other nonsense and voices and everything else going on in my head and <laughs> and trying like you know I mean that's what that's what podcasts are great for. I love like podcasts and getting to like just get work done or other things and just like zone away drive listening to like whatever random stuff and now you're gonna be able to listen to yourself thanks so oh much. look at that here dude and I'm, <laughs> I'm such a narcissist i'll just put this one on repeat over and over again why didn't i say it this way damn it <laughs> you know you know me 
too well. Even <laughs> even like 30 years later, I'll be listening to me like, son of a bitch, you sound so stupid. Um, <laughs> but We love you, Kevin. Um, thank you for being with us. Hey, and, I love uh, you. It's great hearing from all of you. Absolutely. And we need to I do something like this again sometime or just like a random like, you know, bullshit session sometime. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And and uh, I'll be if you wearing your kiss makeup, though. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. OK, cool. Awesome. Great. <laughs> All right. We love you, Kevin. We'll talk to you soon. OK. All right. Take care, everybody. Bye. 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 Thanks so much for spending time with us, Kevin. We really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks a lot. So good to catch up. We, um, we're we so proud that you did our Edgar Allan Poe Academy musical back in the day. And we, um, yeah, we're, we're, we're going to get you that list uh, as soon as we make it. Um, other things going on in our world, uh, my day job, the, the Columbia Pike Blues Festival is next weekend june 18th and matt connor is the mc host and our headliner is shamika copeland who is the blues artist of the year right now um so we're very excited about that it is saturday june 18th from 1 to 8 30 and uh we're both going to be there and if you're in the area check it out um yeah, very exciting, right? Yeah, we're very excited. Hopefully it's going to be a beautiful day. Yeah, Matt has been the MC since 2017. So this is actually 2017, 2018, 20, this is your fourth time hosting. Hello, Columbia Pike! Yes, the most diverse corridor in the state of Virginia where over 100 languages are spoken. It's always an exciting day. Weather looks good so far, so come on out. Um, www.columbiapike.org um, all right, if you want to know more about us, please visit www.connorsmithmusicals.com. That's Connor with an ER. You can follow us on social media under Connor and Smith on TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram. Again, Connor with an ER. Please rate, review, subscribe to this podcast. It really helps us out a bunch. Share it where you share things. Post it where you post things. Add to the Spotify playlist of late 90s music and also add comments on the Discord board. All those links are in the description and I'll just trust that you will be so moved to go add something. Um, thanks again for your listenership. It's been a great season five. It's still going. We've got a lot more interviews planned. And uh, yeah, it's going to be the summer of SU, I'm guessing, right? Yeah, it's exciting. Yeah. All right. We will talk to you guys tomorrow with another guest. Bye. Bye.